Welcome to Wine Down on the Peninsula, a podcast series featuring a selection of Mornington Peninsula's most exquisite vineyards and hidden secrets. Beck Davis, local resident and lover of wine, will introduce you to the growers, makers and creators of these amazing wines. She'll capture their stories, share her experiences, give you directions and even offer some suggestions on what to order. Your unforgettable wine journey is about to begin. Brought to you by the Intercontinental Sorrento. Discover wine, discover Sorrento. Discover Intercontinental Sorrento. Welcome to Main Ridge Estate. Main Ridge is located high on Red Hill, off the beaten track in a beautiful bush valley. Located on a gentle slope in a small valley, 230 metres above sea level, the seven-acre vineyard was planted progressively from 1975, making it one of the oldest, coolest and highest altitude vineyard sites on the Mornington Peninsula. The historic cellar door offers peaceful views of the surrounding vineyard, garden and bush. Every weekend, the Sexton family welcomes guests to enjoy the Meet the Maker wine tastings, relaxed lunches and casual drinks and snacks. The Lada restaurant serves simple, seasonal and generous sharing dishes designed to complement Main Ridge Estate's renowned wines. Bet catches up with winemaker James and chats about the gorgeous Main Ridge Estate. So, James, Main Ridge Estate. Yes. When you're driving down that gorgeous road, mm. you know, can you set the scene for our first-time visitors? What can they expect? I've always sort of, I mean, I guess there was the initial look of when we arrived to the property, which was well, now back in 2015, and um, it really sets a scene of something quite idyllic for a lot of people wanting to visit the Mornington Peninsula. It ticks a lot of boxes in that sense, so it's a long line, the dirty road, um, so don't fuss about washing your car when you get here um, because it might not come out that nice the other side. But down the end, you suddenly get elevated to this sort of higher point of Main Ridge. And um, by doing so, you get this lovely vista of trees all around you. And at the top of the driveway, yeah, you'll find a cellar door. I usually have my little Westie Archie wanting to come lick or bite your hand as a bit of a wet welcome. And um, yeah, then hopefully us welcome you for a tasting lunch drink whatever you want in between so. yeah no it's absolutely gorgeous and we're sitting here right now and we're looking at the window over the vines into the bushland and it is you are the oldest winery on the Mornington Peninsula yeah correct um so yeah there's been especially over the past few years some um, there's a collection of some of the original winemakers got together with Andrew Kayard and really sort of nutted out the history of the area but I guess how we always like to see it now, it's one of the yeah, the four founding families for the region. Mm-hmm. So there's ourselves, um, the more importantly LG Park, which yes, is LG. the yeah, the Bay Oldest commercial Oldest commercial, yeah, yeah but they, I mean, I guess important to the region, they've still got the original little block of Cabernet down there that was planted in nineteen seventy two and then um, our, our property up here in nineteen seventy five by Nat and Rosalie White and then Around that time, also the establishment of Stonia's and Merrick's estate as well. And, um, yeah, with those four sort of guidance people. But I guess this building, it was Nat White, the original winemaker, really sort of helped pioneer the region. He was the, one of the first fully trained winemakers in the area. He was. And, um, yeah, it was just nice that, he, I guess, for a lot of the early winemakers, he was, he was someone who they'd turn to for guidance. And as a result, it, it does have a bit of a cultural backbone, this building, as well as being a cellar door. Oh, it does. Solid brick, 
yeah. gorgeous, yeah. rustic. I know, nearly but, 50 years later, it's still looking pretty good. And, oh, amazing. Um, yeah, Nat was a great winemaker, also an engineer. And, um, yeah, a lot of this brickwork was, you know, him coming down on weekends and building it himself. So it shows great talent to the man. Yeah, so. incredible, incredible. And we'll talk about the larder and a bit more about Salador yep. um, later. Um, so from grape to the glass, as a winemaker, what's your either most exciting or your most challenging aspects to winemaking on the peninsula? Um, I guess if you're a grape grower and a winemaker, I think the growing is the, the exciting and the challenging bit. The harvest probably the most exciting time of year, um, largely because there's a, a sense of relief to the harvest of fruit. You bring it into the winery and that's when it's under your control, not Mother Nature's control yeah, anymore. True. And um, I guess, yeah, over, over, what we have on the peninsula is this, well, it's a maritime climate, which is at best unpredictable. So we can we're influenced by two massive bodies of water around us that gives us these, you know, beautiful, clear sometimes days, but these wonderful cool mm. nights. And that's where, you know, especially varieties like Pinot and Chardonnay are really at home in those conditions. But with that, like we've seen over the past few years, impacts of climate change means some of those, you know, weather events are getting more extreme and more challenging for us to navigate. And yeah, that I guess that's where it becomes the biggest challenge, but also the excitement to it. Yeah, and of course we've had some very wet years, but yep. we're heading into a bit of dry spell now. Yes, yeah. Um, it's sort of the extremities of farming. If there's yeah. not enough water, there's too much. But I think we're now in that sort of little Goldilocks zone between the two seasons. And I think, you know, we're looking towards that. We're heading towards a really lovely harvest where for the first time in a while we're seeing that there's nice crops out there. And if we can carry that through, it's, um, you know, fully saturated soils and hopefully a few warm summer days will allow us to bring in a nice harvest. Yeah, um, incredible, incredible. Now, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the board and you yep. have tons of varietals that people can come and... Um, uh, well, mainly two, lots of different Just Chardonnay and Pinot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, of those, what is your favourite and what would you pair it with? Anything on the larder menu that you would pair it with? Yeah, well, look, um, I guess... As a whole, the, the region really does put its, its hat on Pinot Noir, and, and, and rightly so. As I mentioned earlier, the climate that we have down here is, is fantastic for it. But um, I think Chardonnay and its you know, diversity and where it can grow around, around, not just around the country, but around the world, sometimes does get forgotten a little bit in the wake. But um, It's I, coming back. I know, I know. Thank, we're all very <laughs> thankful for that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I guess for, for us, yeah, Pinot Noir is, is really important and um, I, I guess one of the things that I enjoy about Pinot Noir is that, you know, it's comp- very complex variety. It's, it's a wonderful grape to work with, but it's also really subtle. And, um, and I think you have to have that mindset when you're actually going to pair it with food. So like the, like the food we serve here or the food we serve at home, it's, it's simplicity is a key to it. And just the simple things like cheeses or charcuteries and just allowing food to complement the wine and not the, not the other way around is sort of how we focus on that. Mm-hmm. And how has the age of your vines really shown through or affected the wine, the end result? Um, it's, a, it's a funny one with, with, with vine age. It's, um, it is something that we, we like to focus on a lot in Australia, we could, and rightly so. We have some of the oldest vines in the world because um, uh, you know, there's parts of Australia that has been unaffected by some really horrible root pests like phylloxera, and as a result we can push and have these wonderful 100, 150-year-old vines um, I guess from a more global perspective or areas, I think what does tend to shine through is more the vineyard site. And um, mm. I think old vines are more of a testament to the fact that it, if the vines have been there that long, it's proven itself to be a really good vineyard site. And um, in terms of quality, I mean, with vine age, you definitely see improvements as the vines get to 20, 25 years of age. 
from there, um, I think quality can be seen fairly consistently. Yields start to get a little bit low, which mm-hmm. that, that sort of is the hard challenge and the decision as a grape grower of how long can you tolerate lower yields off these old vines. And, um, mm. you know, there, there are vines here that for me I'll probably hold on to the bitter end, but then there are others that you have to make the call on. But it's um, overall, though, it's a... Yeah, it's a wonderful tool to have is working with old vine fruit that offers you know, big concentration of flavour and, I guess, yeah, distinction of sight as well. Mm, amazing, amazing. When making your plans to explore the Mornington Peninsula's exquisite vineyards, the ultimate wine down is undoubtedly staying at the Intercontinental Sorrento. It's just gorgeous. Fill your glass with the best of what Mornington Peninsula has to offer, the stunning Intercontinental Sorrento. With its location in the beautiful coastal village of Sorrento, this fabulous hotel offers an unforgettable blend of heritage and modern comfort. It really is like a journey through time. And with sweeping views of the coastline, this urban retreat is the perfect place to share a day exploring the peninsula's nearby vines. Accommodation options include penthouse suites with private rooftop terraces and bay views, as well as beautifully curated rooms and suites. Spend the afternoon relaxing by the pool and who can resist a cocktail on the veranda at sunset? Book your stay at the Intercontinental Sorrento and indulge like never before. Discover wine, discover Sorrento, discover Intercontinental Sorrento. Visit sorrento.intercontinental.com today. Now, um, I did want to mention the larder yep. um, because this is truly a beautiful space to yep. eat and drink. Yep. Um, anything so I did notice out on the menu there, you've got some great seasonal options. Yeah. and So I guess, um, yeah, the, the larder for us, so... Um, as I said, m- my family and I arrived at the property in 2015 and we um, took taking over from Nat and Rosalie and um, whilst, you know, I had an extensive background as a, as a sommelier working with wine that way and um, had just sort of processed and began doing a winemaking degree that I finished off recently, um, I guess old habits die hard and, and I'm not the only hospitality person in my family. Both my parents were in the industry and I think it jumps back a few generations from there too. So falling back into our comfort zone, I think we started off you know, offering complimentary bowl of nuts, then maybe we'll do cheese boards and some charcuterie. And then um, and I think having a bit of headspace and a time to reset over that 2020-21 period, we sort of re-looked at what we would want to experience. And then um, nowadays, yeah, we sort of go a bit further. Um, we're still a family business, though. Mum and dad are in the kitchen. Um, but, yeah, the lunches that we offer, it's a, a set menu lunch, some light snacks, and then you can pick some dishes that you can sort of share as a table um, it's we like to offer it as a peaceful environment, so we don't have real really larger groups. We limit it to six, or we've got one little private space if people want to have a sort of a larger family gathering. And then, yeah, throughout the day, you can come and enjoy our wine tastings. Um, we we prefer a more interactive experience, so it's you know we it's a thirty dollar tasting, but I'll take you through six wines and really explain have the time to explain them to you and. We'll include some light snacks with it because I think you know it's really important to just sit and contemplate wines um, with food. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, the old tasting bottle bench, I, uh, tasting bench method. I sort of looked at it as the, the sip and forget method. While I prefer just that sort of sip and savor and have a think about what's in front of you. And then, um, yeah, and if we're if lunch is still hanging around in the afternoon, people can definitely come up and just have a glass of wine and a snack as well. So we try to be 
versatile to everyone's needs. Yeah, a bit more personalised experience, if you like. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's Mm. amazing. Now, I have to ask you this question. When you're not drinking a main Ridge Estate wine, what do you like? What's your other Peninsula favourite? Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, the plus side of a cellar door is that there's lots of half bottles open at the end of the week, so <laughs> that your, your house wine tends to be the one you dutifully drink a lot. But um, as much, I guess, as a Pinot Chardonnay maker, you, you, you look to other regions that do that, whether that be you know, the, the homeland of Burgundy or new regions like in the US or New Zealand. But um, I guess one thing that I probably truly enjoy of wines that I physically can't make so mm. you know I, I love German Rieslings or some of the Austrian white varieties because I just know in our climate I could never really yeah. achieve this and it and I can save it for the wine for what it is not thinking oh what if I did this and what if I did that so yeah I do sort of favour those varieties. Yeah awesome awesome um, now your ultimate wine down experience how do you like to relax on the Mornington Peninsula and I know you're a local you live yep. at Rosebud? Yeah, so this yeah. is mum and dad's property, but I, I live a little bit further down the hill. Um, I guess, I, like any true local peninsula person, I, I do love the beaches, but in the opposite way, I love them in the winter when <laughs> the, the, the crowds are gone. Um, and I think one of the great things, if you hunt them out, so many of the beaches down here are dog friendly. And so just to have that beach to yourself, to have a quiet moment walking up and down, that's probably you know one of my favourite times. But um, I guess... When it's if it's something more jovial, I, you know, after work we do like up here. There's the local pub, the Pig and Whistle, where you can have oh, it's great a, place. Yeah, yeah, beautiful views, beautiful gardens, and you know this love, you know, lovely sort of British style tavern. So, and given that it, a lot of the year it is quite cold, it feels like a bit of a British environment. So having an old speckled hen and a pint up, pint glass up there is good. But um, I know if we're celebrating more uh, restaurants, we love Del Posto and Rye or. Um, if more special occasions, um, Mocat and Flinders. And, yeah, there's some really, you know, there are a lot of bigger restaurants that are spoken about a lot, but I think especially those two, they, they really fly under the radar for the region. So. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with? This has been amazing yeah. and you've been an in-depth wealth of knowledge. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is there anything else you'd like to share with, your, with the listeners about the Main Ridge experience? Yeah, look, just, I mean, if you're... Coming to the region, I think it's we're a really wonderful property to come visit, not just because of its beauty, just it can help you understand how the wine, re- wine region was established in the area. Um, and look, if it's not food or dining isn't your thing, coming to this summer will be part of the Summer Peninsula Music Festival. We'll be hosting a few concerts here as well. So we, um, yeah, we, we try to keep things diverse, just be, beyond food and wine and use it as a music ven- venue. Um, you might be able to hear the resonance of my voice at the moment, but that's largely down to the room that we're in. It's a really wonderful space to listen to live music Acoustically in. incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, amazing. So do keep driving down the road because it is quite a long road. Yes, and you think, am I, am I, am I going to get there? Am I going to get there? But it's well worth the trip yep. at the end. It's, it's a beautiful establishment here. So well done and, and thanks so much for taking the time with us today. No, thank you. Wine down on the peninsula thanks to Intercontinental Sorrento. Book your stay at the Intercontinental Sorrento and indulge like never before. Discover wine. Discover Sorrento. Discover Intercontinental Sorrento. Visit sorrento.intercontinental.com today.